Hey there, Halt and Catch fans. Welcome back to the Halt and Catch Fire After Buzz After Show. We're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 8. You are not safe. We will see you in a second with two special guests. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. And there it is, the music to cheer us all up after what we just saw on our TV screens. <laughs> Why'd you do it, Ryan? Uh, my name is Isaac Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson. And once again, I'm joined by Amber Plaster. Hey, guys. My name is Amber Plaster, and you guys can tweet me your predictions and theories and thoughts at Amber Plaster. Oh, and our special guest, he was on last season. He's back this season. He didn't get enough of the after buzz. Kevin Ross. Hi, I'm Kevin Ross, and you can follow me at Twitter uh, at Ross Films. Yes, sir. And we have assistant. Oh, by the way, Kevin edited this episode of Halt and Fire. This is the 10th episode, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. And his assistant editor, Kat Naranjo, also joining us. Yes, hello. You can follow me at <laughs> KatN08 on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Thanks Here for we... joining us, guys. Yeah, this is exciting. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, should we talk about it right off the top? Well, let's just get feelings first. Where, are, where, how are we feeling right now before we dive into the episode? Amber, how are you feeling? I'm gutted. I, I'm scandalized every episode, but I'm especially scandalized because <laughs> I did not expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. And Kevin here had the audacity to say <laughs> that I made the prediction that he would take the fall. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, maybe not a literal oh, fall there. Kevin. Kevin, how are you feeling about this episode? I feel I feel really good about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a beautiful episode. It I is, cut it. It's so. a really nice episode. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's the best edited episode. Kat, how do you oh. feel? Um, I feel good about it. Yeah. I thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked very cool. I specifically liked that holding opening shot on Joe's face. I was like, what's going to happen? This seems like some sort of doom. I knew something was not right when when Ryan showed up at, at Joe's place, when he was hiding from everyone, mm-hmm. and when he showed up, I was like, something... Are they going to have a fight, or like, is Joe going to manipulate him into doing something? Because Joe was like super concerned, and Joe doesn't really care that much about people. Well, he I, something was like alarm bells were going off for that whole scene, but I didn't guess that. So he hasn't in previous seasons, but I think all of his dealings this season have been completely honest. I think he was completely honest with Ryan about who he was, but Ryan was sort of too caught up in like the mythos of Joe McMillan. But even when he was telling him the truth, he thought like, oh, that means to let the source code go, or that means to apparently drop to my death. I mean, like, he wasn't telling him any of that stuff, but he was so caught up with who he thought Joe would be and trying to impress that Joe that he didn't realize that Joe was, like, actually looking out for him. Well, I think it's weird that every every year I hear, oh, the villain Joe, bad, vil- mm-hmm. bad Joe, but really Joe's one of the most honest characters True. through all three seasons. He's... He's always been true to himself and been honest with what his approach was or what yeah. his plans were, but people don't like what that is. Yeah, and well, I, I mean, he, he does manipulate as well, and we can't bit, miss yeah. that, um, and sometimes serves his, his own best interest, but I see him, you know, apologizing to Gordon in this episode, really, like, actually being concerned for Ryan. I thought, well, this is, this is refreshing. He's actually kind of caring about other people. Right. I think that Joe... If we had to say anybody in the main cast was a villain, I guess Joe would be a villain in that he is self-serving and he will cut a bitch to get what he wants. (laughs) 
He will, but, but that he's doesn't, honest about it. But that doesn't mean sure. that evil or bad characters, if you will, can't have feelings or love for other characters. Right. So I, I think he's just a layered character, and I think he's just going to get what he wants above all else. But he does deeply have a sense of um, ownership, at least over Ryan, and, and does care for his puppy a little bit. <laughs> Even though the puppy was a little, way too eager. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we've talked about Ryan sort of like, sort of behaving like a true believer in some ways of like, like you know, like a fanatic or something like that. All of his sort of like, I mean, even even when he's in his apartment, talking to him, telling him like what it would take and like, look, you can either run or you can fess up to it. One to two years max, five years without the computer. Funny that when he mentions jail time, he's like, well, that sucks. Five years without a computer? Oh, my right. gosh. Yeah. Can't do it. No way. That's kind of telling, though, for his his psyche and also his his mode of panic, which I think Joe did the right thing and be like, stay here, sleep on it, and mm-hmm. we'll, like, wake up in the morning and, like, talk about it. And, yeah. um, I, I mean, would... Would you guys have left Ryan alone in that living room? I don't know. He was a little too antsy for me. I would have thought he would have at least run away or something. Yeah, Kat, would, yeah. Well, I was. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh yeah. I, I would not have guessed that Ryan would have done something so rash. I just, yeah. He, maybe he'll like leave, but not, not, not what he did. Yeah. Did you expect that to happen when the police came to the door? Did you think that they were there to arrest? Ryan or to to be honest I knew something was wrong after the commercial break because we start on Donna being fancy Donna which I love fancy, fancy Donna, Donna by the way and we'll get back to Donna <laughs> hashtag fancy Donna but like they gave us like basically eye candy of like oh Donna like and I was like wait 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 time we wait wait what's happened with Ryan we didn't even see him get the sheets maybe he bolts after mm-hmm. you know uh Joe has his back turned on him mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know and the fact that they didn't go immediately back to it I was like oh t- passage of time that's not good he probably ran away or maybe Joe pushed him off a cliff or something I don't know but I I knew something was off and then when they showed up and I saw the sheets I was like did he do he did something i knew something terrible had happened i just couldn't figure it out yeah i saw like build up to something terrible happening but certainly not suicide i mean it does make sense with kind of who he's been all season long but i thought like even you know so cameron goes and finds him and the minute he sees her he's about to run and that that whole like uh what packet sniffer thing or whatever which i thought like um, i'm assuming that's a real thing i don't know anything about computers but i'm sure it is yeah my understanding it's real and uh i always thought it was funny that like in the past episodes he's like no i covered my tracks i'm on this and then he finds out all these details he really didn't know so he's not as smart as in those days like would you would somebody have known all the ways they could they could track you down? I mean, I would imagine there wasn't a lot of that going on. I don't know if that was possible in in 1986 to know all of the ways that someone can track you through a network. I mean, isn't that what he's arguing? Is that no one's safe? Right. Yeah. And well, it's nice that we have this going back in time to understand what his little yeah. manifesto was. But mm-hmm. he was warning us that the internet's coming and we're not going to be ready for it, which. Uh, yeah, that speech at the end was was wonderful. Was I was for a minute there. I was like, is he quoting somebody, or is this? Are these no, all his? That's his. Speech. These are all his words. It was. That's his last words. Yeah. It was like the smartest thing that he ever said. And that's right. I, I do like that. Um, the kid, the the guy who is doing the packet sniffer, is someone who looks about the same age as yeah. Ryan and goes, "Ah, yeah. oh, kid, you don't know." You know, it's <laughs> like he was also a hacker. 
exactly. And they would have hired somebody like Ryan, which maybe, like, if he did the jail time, he could work for the FBI or something. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Easily. When When he freaks out about the two years and then the five years without a computer, I was like, child. Like, you're, (laughs) like, you'll be fine. You can, like, you can do stuff illegally when you get out. I'm sure you'll make video games on the side with Cameron for a few years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, like, start at a, you don't have to launch at 100%. Like, you can get a little bit of your life back. I think it goes back to that time when he said he didn't want to miss the train, you know, earlier. And he felt Mm -hmm. like he was getting left behind. Then five years, he's going to be left behind sitting in the station watching the train. Sure. And he even wanted, like, heed the, the advice of Joe to, you know. Basically, like, look, you can reinvent yourself. I've done that, too. And right. he was just already on his mission. I thought, like, well, certainly don't leave him alone. Maybe he'll just run out and, like, tell everybody else. Because now he feels, like, betrayed by Joe. He feels like he, he cut him out of the NSF net thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe he'll just turn his back on them. But I certainly didn't see uh, suicide. What? So you guys get to watch, like, probably all of the takes. What are What are the two of you looking for? in either his performance specifically or what are you looking for in a performance to sort of drive the pace of the scene? Um, well, I mean, it sounds... It, it just sounds vague, but it's like the truth of of the lines okay. hearing what I have in the scene. But um, all the actors on Halt and Catch Fire give you great okay. takes. So you have a multitude of things to choose from. And it's basically picking the, the one that they might have put a nuance in that gives you a special look or a pause or a mm-hmm. moment that cuts well with the other the other side of the, the scene um, and I've never had that problem on this show it's just been it like cuts like butter we like to say okay, it just great. really is an, a, a nice show to edit oh, I mm. love that cuts like butter <laughs> yeah. mm. love it I love Cameron's speaking of reactions that were perfect Cameron's reaction to first of all Joe showing up at her door I was like mm, yes give me more of that <laughs> okay save it save it for the end and then no. she's like <gasps> I was like you, did like, you think they were going to I didn't think so, but I keep wanting it to happen. Yeah, let's 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 save it for the end. All right, we'll save it for the end. Quite yet, Kat. Is there like anything that surprises you in any takes that when you see them, like the raw footage? Um, no, uh, not not really. I guess what's surprising is the different reads they give and what the options you get to choose Mm -hmm. from. Um, they're they're really good at you know giving you one way, giving you another. You can play the scene in different ways a lot of times. Very cool. So why do you stay on a shot of Joe that long? Or is, are you given that direction, or is that uh, your choice? It just depends. Um, on on this one, it, w- it was a lot of the guidance of the director. Mm-hmm. Director's um, Reed Morano. Yeah. And she's a you know, huge DP, and now she's blossomed into a, a great director. And she, I think right now she's doing Handmaid, Handmaid's Tale, okay. uh, a miniseries. She's doing that, and um, it was just... She never came in to work because she was New York based, and we cut in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But her notes would be, "Okay, I just want to hold on that shot, or and just keep holding it longer than you want, you think you should, you okay. know, and and stretch those moments out." And that's what we did in this in this particular episode, and it worked really well. Yeah. She liked staying just on one person and not seeing the reaction as much from the other person. Just stay on stay on the one, you know, stay on Cameron. Just follow her and don't don't cut to. Right. Ryan. That would be yeah. easy to explain in that scene you were talking about when Joe comes to visit. If you notice, a lot of times where you might normally want to cut to a reaction of Joe, sure. you're staying in a shot that's just following Cameron slowly crossing across the ro- around the room, mm-hmm. and Joe's in the foreground out of focus. Mm-hmm. And you don't even worry about that. You're just watching her. And does she explain why specifically she wants to hold on, or is it more because we're looking at either Joe's yes. perspective, or is it 
Well, once you get the idea of that's how she wants to mm -hmm. cut the episode, then you try to tailor okay. all the other scenes that way. And Very so, cool. um, I mean, there's not like she doesn't like, vocalize. Oh, I want to do it because of this. Reason. Okay, it's sure. It's just that's just how it's shot. Very cool. Like the limited amount that I know about editing, which is from watching like YouTube videos or something like that, because. I'm not an editor. Like, I, I was noticing in this episode that there wasn't a lot of sort of, like, you'll see, like, her point of view cut back to her reaction and then back to her point of view, right. which is, like, a very, from what I know, like, classic style of editing. I did notice those those changes, and I thought, well, this is cool. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of artistic kind of shots in this episode. Very I mean, artistic. all of Halt and Catch Fire has those type of shots. Definitely. It truly. I, I mean, we were, we were discussing earlier that, like, these shots are just gorgeous they really are every good. episode to episode I'm just like how can I watch someone shove a piece of paper across a table and be like <laughs> yeah. so pretty or be riveted by people watching a computer screen waiting like, for like the I guess NASDAQ or whatever that thing was like the Wall Street you know like the thing I'm like wow I'm riveted by this scene they're just staring at it <laughs> yeah well what's nice what's funny about that is that um when I edited the show, we didn't have any of those graphics. We didn't have the graphics of the right. um, space girl or was it space was bike. Space bike. Space uh, bike. On uh, that Cameron <laughs> came up with, or mm -hmm. or the Nas or the Nasdaq ticker. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Those things weren't there. Those were burned in later. And okay. actually, on this particular episode, after I finished it, I went off on vacation with my family, mm -hmm. and Cat was still there finishing the visual effects. So she saw them. I never saw them until tonight when we aired it. So oh, it's like, yeah. oh, hey, those look much better than the temp effects we added. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, yeah. they're gorgeous. Well, because specifically, I'm like, that's the fake wasp, right? So <laughs> and the wasp. But, uh, yeah. I thought it was real when it landed on the TV, and then my brain went, how did they get a bug to land right on the TV? Oh, it's wasp fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is there such a thing as a wasp wrangler? Maybe yeah. they could have. Nice string to him. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe if it's like a bigger bug. I was thinking yeah. too much about it. That effect looked really great. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. I, but I thought, like, the way she's following it around the room, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. That no. would happen. Unless you just had a lot of time and sent a lot of bugs at her. <laughs> you never have a lot of time when you're shooting I, television. Yeah, so I feel like it's... Yeah, we got to get the wasps, wasp shot. Um, so let's talk about Gordon and Joe. They are... At the end of last episode, we had them finally coming back together. It was a beautiful thing. But now that they're back together, the FBI is at Joe's door daily it seems like looking for ryan um i thought there were a lot of like just beautiful moments between the two of them where like gordon's really testing joe to find out like if he's really changed or not but it seems like all of this is authentic from him and it doesn't take gordon too long to accept that i thought that was really wonderful um is there any reason that um why does Gordon trust him so fast? I was trying to figure that out. I mean, he has like a long history of not being able to trust him. Has anybody any thought about that? I mean, he did give him the money and sign mm -hmm. that, you know, the document. That yeah. He... I guess I would have been thinking like Ryan, though. Like, how is he, like, what angle does he have yeah. here? Because I kind of well, know you Joe. Have, you have to remember Gordon sick. Yeah. So he might be a little bit more reckless now than he used to be. It's kind of like, well, who how knows how many years I'm going to have left. I'm at least going to go on one crazy ride with this crazy person mm -hmm. who <laughs> I kind of love and respect and fear. Yeah, and they've always liked each other, I mean, even, though they've, even though they've butted heads. But I think even though Gordon was putting on this act, I always felt at the beginning of the season when he's like, I can't believe Joe stole my idea. And this <laughs> jealousy, but it's like, Joe always offered Gordon the opportunity in season That's two. True. And yeah. it just always 
it felt like okay in the back of Gordon's head he knows that he turned this down but he's trying to okay. just put yeah, this yeah, on yeah. for show even though he's suing that's how I always felt about it I mean I never talked to the Chris's the creators of the show mm -hmm. and asked them but uh, um, yeah no that makes a lot of sense that he I mean because even Joe mentioned that last or last episode he was like you know I offered this to you twice and you still didn't take it even when he's in his place checking out all his stuff there like that mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense that he would I don't know maybe blame himself a little bit but at the same time he's I mean he he was stolen from so there, there right. is some anger there but I kind of get it I really liked um, the uh, oh shoot what was the uh, oh I'm forgetting there was like a moment between them that is not coming Joe to and him. Gordon yeah in the computer room I thought you were a friend uh, well yeah that was beautiful or, there was or, like a there was a joke in there and I'm oh, like, oh, it just, oh was it the one where he's like asking him did you ever have yes oh my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah there was, that was fun to yeah. yeah there was so much of uh, just so did you guys um, did you oh that yeah. moment did you ever uh, so good was he uh, and I was like just saying Gordon I mean I guess in 1986 it would have been like I don't know a weird thing to ask in public yeah. it would have been a weird thing to ask in public until like 10 years ago right the, I mean it's really this, the conversation about uh, gay and lesbian people has been like so opened in the last 10 years like it would have sure. been it would have been I mean, he practically whispered it. You could see he was so <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable. And Joe, like, I think this is why Joe has a reputation of being a villain, because he was like, what? Yeah, oh. just, I, I just don't what? know what you're talking you about. You should have seen the dailies on that scene. That was, <laughs> really? that was great. They would start cracking up, or they would add, okay. because like, those were a lot of ad libs. That was a lot of different takes cut together to, really? to make that work. Uh, well, no. Can you say what some of the other I mean, stuff was? That... I don't know exactly. Maybe you remember Cat when we were scripting, but it, it's just the fact that they would just well, they would blur it out sometimes just as a joke to end the, the you know, like, oh, cut, cut, you know, like, did you have sex with him? You know, or yeah. you guys ever things, screw? Yeah, did you ever guys ever screw? Or, you know, and Gordon would never say that, but that was Scoot just pooping <laughs> at the end right. of the take. But uh, it was pretty funny. It was so yeah, great. It was just fun to watch Joe, like, just completely toy with him. Just oh, like, yeah. Were, were we ever what? Like, just deadpan face and just yeah, kind of like, just like, you say it first. Like, also, like, what business is it of yours? You know, like, what do you care? But then, and then I also like that he throws it at the end. Well, he kind of reminds me of you. Like, yeah. And at that <laughs> point, he lets up. Yeah, that was good. It was really fun. Um, I thought it was, from, like, a, like Gordon's per point of view, you know, like, Joe tells him to, you know, move on without me. Like, it's too dangerous or something to that effect. But, I mean, I think Gordon's saying, I can't because I don't know how long I'm going to be on this planet. He's got still got this, these brain issues. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point because I think that um, Gordon not only is really pissed at Donna right now for some reason. Can we? I don't really not understand. Can someone shed some light on why he's so like snappy with Donna? But he's also like leaning harder on Joe during this time, and maybe he's just like maybe I'll maybe this is my way back into having some control is having that money. That I'm going to get from Joe. You know, just watching the season, because like I said, I wasn't really on this season. I just came on to do this one episode. I had to catch up. And when I saw the things, I thought first he was pissed at her about the camping mm -hmm. revelation mm -hmm. in that one episode. Yeah. And then the fact that she went ahead and forced Cameron's hand for the IPO. And he's, he's begrudgingly supporting her because it's true. Wife. But he, she was 
But she didn't, though, because she said that she was thinking about having to get everyone against Cameron, and then he went behind her back and was like, Cameron, look, she's going to do this. And I was like, Gordon, she's... I hate that he did that. He, I yeah, hate he that he did that, too, because I don't think Cameron, I don't think Donna would have gone through with it unless, unless she was pushed, and she wasn't pushed at the end. Mm-mm. It was actually no. Gordon doing the pushing. That's, that's true. I get so sassy with Gordon. I'm yeah, sorry. Not, um, not Team Gordon no. out there. I love Scoot, though. But but, yeah, yeah. However, Cameron's like actions also led up to that moment. Gordon's trying to do a solid by like what he thinks is ring. Yes, he should stick with his wife. By the way, I got fellas out there. Make sure you, you do <laughs> he that. D- he did, though. <laughs> and he, he did. did stick with her, but I, I can see to your point that he didn't want to have to make that decision. Uh, I think because things were so heated in that room, they finally put it to a vote, which I don't think anyone necessarily wanted. But Yeah, I don't think he was expecting that to happen when he confessed to. Yeah, because so. it seems like he's a character that doesn't really think that far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to double-cross you. I think he'll do nothing with this information and probably just sleep on it and make a... A really wise decision, Cameron. That's what you do on this show, oh, yeah, right? Cameron, you always wait. Yeah, she's not impulsive whatsoever. No, not at all. She'll probably go have a drink, relax, maybe get a foot massage. I don't know. No, man, she's going to turn that around and freak out. That's what she does. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about Donna, Boz, and Diane there. Now we have, they're going to go for the IPO. Um, I like that we're jumping like three months back and forth in this episode because it really shows like, you can kind of see the outcome and like how they got there, that sort of thing. Um, can you guys talk about sort of editing the time jump, or was that sort of scripted out for uh, you? That was scripted, okay. and those subtitles were put in there, so we knew where we were going. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but the IPO itself and cutting back and forth that was, um, you know, that was editorial, but it was it was scripted that way. But mm-hmm. we, um, I, I feel like we kind of heightened that moment. Yeah, I, um, I always find it funny, like. Okay, so it didn't open at 15. It was a failure to open at 5 and, it, and the dropping and just feeling my... I mean, as I cut it, I was like, oh, my gut's falling <laughs> out now. My stomach's just feeling sick for these people. But still, they made some money on that IPO. Yeah. It's just not... They're not millionaires. Mm. So... Okay. Yeah, well, it seemed like they they expected a whole lot more, whole which, lot more. In, in to Cameron's credit, this is kind of what she said. Like, yeah. we shouldn't do this and I was I was all team Donna and the rest of them like let's do this already like one to two more years seems like a long time for this to continue to develop but obviously it wasn't I think Cameron and I think Cameron and Joe are cut from the same crazy cloth and I think that they both have impeccable taste whether they're impulsive or not which they are I think that Cameron is extremely passionate about mutiny or was and I think that she kind of has the ability to maybe care too much, but she she wants a product that's like undeniable, that she's like, you got this, you got this, you got this, you got this, and I know I'm the best, and shove it in your face. And Donna's like, well, it'll be great. Let's go ahead. And and she's like, we don't want to just say it's great. We want it, we want it to be great first. Right. We don't want to just say it. And I think that's business, right? It's like, do you miss the train or, you know, do you do you lie about your business and say it's better than it is before all the things are fixed? It's got to be some mm-hmm. some compromise of that. But if they had never moved to Silicon Valley, would would Donna have taken on that type of persona? I always wonder that. Yeah, like when they were in Texas, it seemed like she was a she was more of a team player. You know, like she didn't have this right. a, I don't aspiration think so. to yeah, you know, go public right away. Or I don't know what she got caught up in. I think Donna feels pressure to like 
really perform now that she's her roles have been completely reversed since season one and she's mm-hmm. not only the breadwinner but she's like the mom to everyone and right she's tired of being the mom to everyone and she's like man if like we could just get a responsible team of like board of directors and like everything under here that like can get some adults in here and be get great some adults in here we can do that maybe right. maybe that's what it was she's like let's get some adults in here yeah she's like i'm gonna be the adult you want me to be i'm the boss now yeah and we're selling and yeah. like more people like diane and boss like that's those are her people she wants to be surrounded by wants to be like diane yeah, yeah. no even when she's in that hotel room with like the fancy robe fancy donna Fancy I, thought that, Donna. I thought that she was like just kind of like living her like continued from like what a couple episodes ago her sort of continued diane fantasy there but it but i don't think it has to be a fantasy i think that she can be diane yeah i think that she can be fancy donna she's currently a little bit tied down by gordon but not much i mean he's being a great stay-at-home dad her kids are happy they live in silicon valley true mm-hmm. true um, but also, like, there was, like, that still from the last episode, I think, where she said, like, like something like you're just, like, Cameron says to Donna, like, you're just riding the wave or something like that, or you're just tagging along. Am I not saying the line right? But there's something. She insinuated to... that Donna didn't have anything to do with the technology yeah. of the company, even though Donna was managing the company pretty much on her own. Right. So, so she was cutting her one. She was being like, "Well, you don't actually, you don't actually do anything." So right. Yeah. That's so Cameron's I, go-to. Though. Yeah. Yeah, and so I get that she would have been so offended that like it's like, well, look, I, I'm the only one who can make confident decisions here, um, without sort of like pushing everyone out. So I don't know. I still see her as just like. But Cameron make... does get it done. Yeah, she does just by herself in a dark room <laughs> with no one else, which yeah. is not really a company. She comes back, bam, here's That's the solution. True. She does many great things. <laughs> she, she just needs a partner to ground she her. She has a partner. She has a partner named Donna that she squeezes out all the time. Well, Donna betrayed her <laughs> with the help of Gordon. And, yeah, and, and she has Tom Rendon as her partner. Tom is an enamored puppy <laughs> who will be gone probably by the next episode. Calling it. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's true. She seems like pretty. Calling it. <laughs> okay, so she seems pretty like comfortable there at home watching the, the pyramid and a little evil dead there. Like she is not comfortable. What? She's miserable. Okay, well, she's not miserable. She's at home creating games, female powered. That's games. true. That's well, true. Well, she turned in the three months in there. You know, from yeah, because she was like depressed and in bed, like most people would be if they've been forced out of their job. Decided she, to quit, not forced out. Yeah, she, well, yeah, yeah. I think she was forced <laughs> out. I mean, she kind of put it out there, like, "Well, I'm gonna quit if you guys do this." I'm right. Like, okay, well, we're gonna do this. Well, then I'm gonna quit. The funny thing, and I really didn't even pay attention to it before, was when she was having the big meeting in the last episode. She said, "We're not ready. The Commodore 64 needs to be platform needs to be changed mm-hmm. over." And then Diane, when she was trying to find excuses why the IPO didn't open properly, she goes, well, there's the Commodore issue. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Cameron was right right there. I mean, yeah. and, and Diane, who was for the IPO, brought that up as one of the excuses. Yeah. Well, it's like, so. this, does Diane even know that? Or is she just like, uh, I don't know, it's probably that well, thing that I heard Cameron saying. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't understand tech. She's like, oh, you got the Commodore problem, probably. That I mean, there are reasons. Yeah. You're still, I, I thought it was interesting, though, that uh, Diane comforts Donna. We've never seen Donna do that before, I don't think. We've never seen her kind of be like, oh, it's okay. I don't think we've seen her kind of be gentle with people before. You mean Diane? Diane, yeah. 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 She says it's going to be fine. 
Yeah, maybe it's because she was embarrassed, do you think? I mean, I guess her, her eggs are also in that basket, too. Like, she's got a little little stake in she it. She has to stay the cheerleader. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm so used to seeing boss but, do that. But she also likes, she also likes Donna. Yeah. That's so. true. Yeah, it was just interesting to see that. And uh, poor fancy Donna didn't last very long, but I liked yeah. it. Oh, my gosh, when she was doing the interview for... Yeah, I was going to say, what do we think about, like, that lady, the, like, the, like, airhead, like, oh, like <laughs> interviewer that just, like, cut her off half every time she asked her a question? She yeah. was like, sounds complicated. And she was like, it's really not. Anyway, how do you buy shoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Are you kidding me? Thank, thank <laughs> you for setting women back. Well, and the irony <laughs> the is, like, two women start a company, which is probably more of a rare thing in 1986, and the woman interviewing her can only ask her about shoes. Right. Well, she's, she wasn't interested in the tech talk for yeah. her morning show, you know. Yeah, I guess so. not. But it was like a re- it was a moment for them to show some real like strength, and I mean, I guess she avoided the whole Cameron thing, so it seemed like yeah. we're just going to talk about the company and like shoes, but seriously, shoes. I, I actually <laughs> was surprised that they didn't drill her about Cameron because remember we saw her the last episode practicing, kind of like, okay, what am I going to say about her so mm-hmm. that I don't you know mm-hmm. say anything wrong about her, and they kind of they. We dodged that bullet, and then yet, maybe, maybe, do you think that the um, the the stock buying didn't go over well because the interview didn't really excite anyone? Because this newscaster was just like, "So it's for shoes, cool." And then like the people with actual money were like, "We don't get it." I don't think that. I mean, I don't know. I'm just supposing here, but that interview had probably a negligible uh, effect on the IPO. It was okay. happening that morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. She did the interview and then it went public. Okay. So it was already priced. It was going to it was going to start low. Anyway. I think a lot of tech companies started low in in the 80s and 90s though before people realized what to do with it. Cuz I mean probably in 1986 no one was like what's a computer? <laughs> what yeah. is that? People that stuck with Apple. Yeah. Did all right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I did Apple like Start out really high? I knew in the 90s it was $8 a share. Yeah, okay, okay. Then, okay, so they were like on par with what a lot of tech companies opened up with. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Modest beginnings. I don't know. Now, yeah, on, now on well, IPO I'm looking at you like you're, <laughs> no, you're the expert on 1986. I, I, just, I don't know. Well, I am. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's really interesting, too. Also, like, I wish I had a time machine to go back and get some of those Apple stocks. Yes. Um, I like that Boz in the room there is like, we could just tell the truth. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. We could just, I mean, because that moment where, where Donna's like, what? Because she's like, and she'd like lists off like five things about Cameron being immature. He's like, well, that part I believed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was wonderful. I love that Toby Huss is kind of always that guy, sort of talking sense to to them. Also, we find out that he his vote because I was like, why did he vote against Cameron? Like, why did that happen? And he's like, well, it was under duress. But I feel like I feel like we got to find out more about that in the future. Anybody? Maybe we will. Maybe we There's will. two <laughs> episodes to go. Cat, so. what do you know? <laughs> I can't tell. Okay, fair enough. I still feel like Boz made that vote in the best interest of what he thought in a panic about Cameron. Mm -hmm. I thought that if he voted, she'd be like mad for two days and then come around. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I I still think that he somehow did it in her best interest. I don't think, even if it was a mistake, he did it to spite her. I think he did it to like try to get her to come around some way and it didn't work. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll have yet to see. Maybe, maybe we'll find out. If it will turn out. Um, that, that moment with Donna sitting on the bed there in her hotel room and just alone, breaking down. That was... So good. That was the moment that got me the most in this episode, I felt like. It oh. gave me a panic attack watching her struggle to breathe. Just Did down. you get that while you oh, were editing no. it? Yeah. I was like... I mean, that was... We called that the hyperventilating take because she gave other options like a crying take or a... Um, a more stoic version, but that mm-hmm. was the take everybody loved most. Oh yeah, because it's really hard to recreate that as an actor, I would think, yeah. just to to have that moment. So yeah, when it sort of also mirrors Cameron in the last episode when she found out that the company was kind of being taken away from her, she kind of had the same sort of like can't breathe sort of moment right. there, which I just thought was wonderful. Um, what can you guys talk about some of the other takes? I mean, you said there was a crying one. A crying one, and then a more calm take. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's th- there were three. Those were really long takes. So, okay. Uh, and maybe there were more, but that's what I remember. They were all good. Yeah, they good were choices. All, yeah, good just options. which one to go with. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I can't imagine like trying to pick good footage for those actors. Like the, every take is, I'm sure, just oh yeah, like <laughs> Lee Pace. Are you yeah, kidding he's, me? He's quite good. I would, just, awesome. I would want to watch every single I mean, one. Yeah, Carrie is amazing. Amazing. Just yeah. I saw a tweet the other day um, that was like, someone was upset about the Emmys and was like, this stuff gets nominated and over here, Carrie Bichet's over here on Halt and Catch Fire. I refuse. And they were like, <laughs> I was like, okay, someone's watching Halt. That's funny. I really so. wish, I wish it was seen by a bigger audience because it, they really do great work. They should be recognized for their... Well, the going joke is you either love it or you haven't seen it oh, for Halt. I, I like that. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, I don't know anyone who has seen Halt and Catch Fire and is like, this it, show yeah. is, is insane. It's I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's like, like there's times where, like, I mean, obviously I know a lot of these actors from different things, like uh, Scoot and Carrie were like husband and wife in, uh, was it Munich? Argo. Or Argo, yeah, Argo. Argo. Um, and then, like, we've seen, like, Lee Pace all over our, like, movie screen and whatnot. But it's like, I forget these aren't real people a lot of the time. <laughs> I feel like, especially, like, that stuff between Gordon and Joe where they're talking to each other and he's trying to find out if, like, did he put Ryan up to it and all that. It's like, all right, these guys are actors, like, in a room. Like, I don't know. It's just wonderful stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, so let's talk about Don and Cameron. We kind of been talking about the two of them, but... Um, do you care to explain your boy, Gordon? Do I care to explain him hanging up on her? Yes, or? and being snappy in his cute little Han Solo outfit. I mean, one, that's what that's what Han would do. I mean, he wouldn't take any of that oh, sort of okay. thing yeah, from, it was just Han. from a lady. He's in character there at that moment. Um, his Haley was an Ewok, and the other one was what again? Uh, Joan Montana. Joan Montana. <laughs> so she had like a pink football. We didn't see the wide shot where you could really see that well, okay. but... Uh, yeah, those two girls are really cute, and they're really good oh, actresses, yeah. too. And I'm just watching them grow over the three seasons was nice. It was Alana Kavanaugh is uh, mm-hmm. Haley and uh, uh, Morgan Hinkleman. Is that right? I think so, yeah. That, that sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah it's, it, well, it's been interesting, too, just because they've like gotten more and more like each season. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they've grown up a little bit, too, but it's like, well, it's great to see, like, Gordon being a dad with his girls there, you know. He does surprisingly well for somebody as nervous as he kind of comes off as character. He's great with the girls. Yeah. And if you notice, it was subtle, but he was having hand hand trouble. Maybe that's the reason he hung up. Oh, I didn't know. When he was doing the ponytail for Joni, he was started doing this with his hand and was having trouble like making a fist. So. (laughs) I didn't notice. 
Yeah. So go back and watch that. I will. I, I hope that was the reason, because it did seem like, sounds like you got it, hon. Goodbye. Boom. Yeah. Hangs up yeah. on me. Like, I got stuff to do. There was um, uh, there was a moment with Cameron. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember exactly where it was, but there was, like, that sort of, like, sound that, that, uh, that Gordon hears a lot. It's, like, the that, sort of high-frequency sound. That was sound. when she was in bed. Okay, yeah. After Tom left. Was that was that at all? Yeah, can you guys talk about that choice because be... there's a high pitched ringing noise when something happens for a few characters, and I yeah. don't know what it's trying to signify. I we did that in the second season as well. There we did that high pitched, okay. and it was for Cameron right before she had a panic attack. Okay. So maybe it. I mean, it wasn't connected necessarily in this episode, but it was to like. Kind of I don't. Show. I wasn't on the mix stage, unfortunately, so I missed the, why they were doing that. Okay. Except we had it in our temp. We added some. It was more of no, a was, roar. Yeah. But it was not a. It was a high. It wasn't the high pitched noise. It was more of a. Wasn't it kind of a rising? No, roar. it was. It was a tone that we put to just like to show that she's kind of going. You know, not crazy, but she's bored and like she's something's bothering her, and she has to get out of bed. And it also makes yeah. a nice cut to the. When she's up and walking into the into the living room to watch mm-hmm. the TV, uh-huh. it makes a nice transition there as okay. well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like to like because her and Gordon had a bond, and I thought maybe she's. I mean, not obviously doesn't have the same issue, but I thought maybe it was to to sort of like sonically tie them together. I, I don't know that. Well, that's my theory. <laughs> that's what I would have done had I been an editor. Good thing, good thing I'm not. I'm not any good at that stuff. Um, oh, there was one more thing to talk about, and I can't remember. So now you're just hearing my thoughts. Um, let's talk to you two. You guys um, have been an editing team or edited together before. You were halt, editing halt in last year, but you were someone else's assistant. Correct. Correct. But then the two of you got together for a show, I believe, called Stranger Things. A little. Just a little I don't think anybody's watching. Maybe no. you can tell us about that. Well, it's funny because tomorrow is the anniversary of when we flew to Atlanta <laughs> to start Stranger Things. Oh, so, is that where you guys met on Stranger Things? No, we met on Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, and so for the past year, we've been working together. We did Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and then we went and did this one episode of Halt and Catch Fire. And right now, we're on an NBC show called Taken. Okay, great. Oh. So, and then yeah, in, um, in later this fall, we'll go back hopefully to Stranger Things too. So, season two. Well, um, I hope you'll spill all the beans to me about that. I loved Stranger sure. Things. I thought it was sure. Here, show. let me tell you everything. Yeah. Else. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, Eleven's back on Stranger Things too. I have no idea. I haven't even read a script. So <laughs> I don't yeah. I actually um, did the uh, Intruders after show for a BBC show that uh, Millie was on, and we had her in as a guest. Oh. Okay. oh. And it oh, took she me came till yeah, and it took me till the third episode to realize it was the same person because she's older and her. Head was mm-hmm. shaved, and I thought, oh, Millie Bobby Brown, I wonder who she is on the show. Oh, she's like the lead of the <laughs> And whole it was thing. Stephen, supposedly it was Stephen King tweeting about that intruder show that brought that brought no Millie way. to the, um, to light with the Duffer Brothers. <sighs> Isn't that cool? I love hearing how people find actors. No They're like, oh, I saw you in this little, we were, we were speaking with, um, the actor Joshua Brady who played Robot, and he was like, yeah, it's so crazy how I got brought in for the show. They saw me, like, you know, I, ended up getting my manager because they saw this tiny little thing that I did and someone mm-hmm. told him about it and I was like and that's just how it happens is oh, someone wow. sees this obscure not really obscure yeah. but this random thing and then they bring attention to it and then they get brought mm-hmm. in for the project that obviously yeah. they're meant to play you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I love I mean, that she was great on Intruders and she was like one of the leads of that show too um, that was Glenn Morgan who was who was, um, who was a writer on the X-Files back in the day gotcha. so 
he wrote that show. Did you guys know that Stranger Things was going to be like such a big thing when you're editing it? I mean, no. Assuming that you liked it while you're doing no. it, <laughs> loved it. Was very proud of it when we finished it, but we had no idea it was going to mm -hmm. take off like it did. We were hoping people would watch yeah. it, you know, yeah. and, and well, you also never know what Netflix is going to advertise, right? No, and and Netflix doesn't advertise till a month before. So like some things that they, they do get to. billboards, some don't. And, and we got billboards. Before, oh yeah, but. but uh, but it was just How one month you know? out, yeah. you know, so we weren't seeing trailers or anything for it early. And I was like, oh, no, is anybody going to watch this? We have some people <laughs> um, in, that are watching us live in the YouTube chat, um, for those of us, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, um, that are saying that would be one heck of a crossover episode. Oh, yeah. Halt and Catch Fire and Stranger Things. And you were saying that there yeah. are some, there's some actor oh, crossover. There, yeah. there are. There's uh, multiple actors, actually. Um, two of the coders from Halt and Catch Fire were in Stranger Things. One is Randy Havens, who plays the science teacher, Mr. Clark, on Stranger Things. Right. A breakout role for him. I mean, it was great. Very cool. But he was also the coder, Stan. Um, yep. Who, in mm -hmm. season two, Gordon goes and breaks into his um, his garage. Yes. That was, <laughs> yeah. And he was oh in season gosh. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. season two. And then also his, like, buddy, and I can't remember what his character name was on Hall of Fire. I think it was Ed. I want to say it was Ed. But he was another coder that uh, came and helped Gordon build things in the, the, in the garage. Build the original uh, computer and, that they were doing for yeah, Carter. Yeah, his name's Pete Burris, the actor. Yep. And he mm -hmm. was the chief of security in Stranger Things. <laughs> and so then cool. and then just a few episodes ago on Halt and Catch Fire was the Connie, the blonde woman who... Uh, from The realtor. The realtor on mm -hmm. Halt and Catch Fire was mm -hmm. in Stranger Things. Now, the strange thing is that... One of the uh, writers from Stranger Things was also a writer on Halt and Catch Fire and wrote this episode, Allison Tatlock. Oh. So she wrote both. So I thought, oh, that's really cool. A lot cool. of crossover yeah. here. We're yeah. one step away from a crossover episode. It could happen. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I'm going to hold my breath for that. Um, <laughs> let's jump into some quick news and gossip before we get out of here. Yeah. Running short on time. Um, Spider-Man 3 has finished filming principal photography, and I bring that up because of Jonah Jiao, who's on Halt and Catch Fire this season, um, is in that movie. Um, also, speaking of Jonah, she was just cast in Being Mary Jane. She's got like four episodes. This girl oh, awesome. can't stop working. It's lovely to see our coders <laughs> still out there with the job, hopefully on season Being four Mary of Halt Jane and Catch Fire Being Mary Jane is a surprisingly good show. I don't know. I caught an that. episode of it. And I was like, "Whoa!" It was kind of like Halt and Catch Fire. I was like, "Why is no one watching this? This is this isn't this is really good." I I haven't heard anything about this show. Very cool. So I, being being Mary Jane, guys, check it out. She's got four episodes coming up and uh, possibly more. So like, the hits keep her. on coming for Jonah. Yeah. The hits keep on coming. Oh, punch in the face. In the face. Okay, we're I'm done. There with you. Predictions. Here we go. Oh, I was gonna say the next episode oh. of Halt is uh, directed by the. Uh, Creator Chris Cantwell. Okay. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. Here's your prediction. Sorry. Um, no, please. I predict that's going to be a great episode, and and maybe we'll see them here next week. Maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> probably not. We did try to get them. Kevin was a great guest, and he's trying to get everybody to come on this show. But fortunately, they're busy. They're working. a little busy yeah. making a wonderful show. Yeah, they are. And so next week is going to be a double episode of. It is going to be a double Hulk episode. Catch fire. So it will be the finale. So what you got, Amber? What your predictions is? <laughs> Um, I, I, what did I say earlier when I said I thought 
when I was like, oh, I'm calling it with um, Cameron and Tom. Oh, Cameron yeah. and Tom. I think this is the last. I think we're going to wrap up Tom's storyline here. I think Tom's going to be gone real soon. Hmm. I think we see there. I think even that shot of showing her kind of losing it near the closet and him being like, what? Like <laughs> in the kitchen, like shows like how disconnected they are. And like, I love Tom. He's very sweet, very cute. I really like him. I don't think that Cameron is making him happy. I don't think that Cameron is happy. I don't think Cameron's ready for a relationship right now outside of Joe, which I would always be okay for. <laughs> um, please really? You never happen. mentioned that on the show. <laughs> Just love it. When, when Joe showed up, I was like, yes. She was like, ooh, my Batman. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> he made the Batman joke, which was <sighs> lovely. Um, it was great. It was I, great. It was great for me. I hope it was great for you. Um, it was great. Um, it would have been cool if he said, like, Ronin or something, because he played Ronin. Um, which would have been impossible for him to predict. Yes. Um, or be that age at the same year. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I I don't know. They're, are they going to move to Japan? I'm kind of like... Oh, yeah. It seems like... It seems like in a large way, if we don't get a season four, like, this is the characters going off to kind of, like, look, we're just breaking the band up. We're going to go do our own thing. So I could see that happening, but at the same time... I'd love to see them in Tokyo. Low-key. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be them. cool, but it just kind of seems like if they're going to end the show, it kind of seems like everybody gives up and does their own thing. Something like that, maybe. But I hope not, because I really want another season of this show. This is, Me too. The writing is so sharp, and the editing, of course, as well, is very good. And the shots are beautiful. And yeah. The actors are amazing. Yeah, you guys don't. get all of your family to please watch the show. It. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh my yes, gosh. Um, I don't know. Joe's still finding himself. I don't. I, just, I see him just like giving up on the whole thing. But but we we saw that at the beginning of of season two where he kind of went granola and grew his beard <laughs> and decided he was going to take a little break. Joe's going to take a break. Sure. Cameron is going to break, and I think somehow they're going to end up back together. And oh, please don't hurt prediction. Tom. Tom. Tom is getting hurt. Okay, what's your prediction there's about no Gordon? Way, there's no way around Donna. that. Gordon and Donna, I think, are in a position to break up, but I don't want them to. I still feel like he's got to learn about her secret. It's the one thing that he doesn't know about yeah. from last season. But I don't know. There's only two episodes left. Maybe If they don't drop that bomb next episode, I guess that that's a storyline fizzled out that I'll be, I'll be sad will mm. have been missed. Is there anything that you guys can safely predict without losing your jobs? No. <laughs> that job's over, but no. <laughs> there could be a season four. That's true. Uh, well, thanks so much, guys, for joining us today. Thanks for this having us. was wonderful. Remind the people where they can find you on the online, Kat. Oh, I'm on Instagram at KatN08. KatN08. And I'm on Twitter at Ross Films. Amber Plaster, where can people find you? Thanks for joining us, guys. My name is Amber Plaster. You guys can tweet me at Amber Plaster. Yes, and you can follow me on Twitter at Isaac Johnson or Instagram the Isaac Johnson. Leave us a comment down below on the YouTube. Let us know what you thought of these wonderful people. We love them. I know you love them too. Uh, we'd love to talk with you down there, and we will see you next week for a double episode. Don't miss it. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.